this episode, we'll talk about the VFL being on its knees, fake crowds being considered for AFL games, the top five games of the past 50 years, and much more. Hosted by Chris Pepper and with Jamie Wallace, we give you the footy how you want it. Place out. Now, on with the show. Oh, welcome back, listeners. Another week of Lace Out. Chris Peppy here, Jamie Wallace, Peps and J-Dog, back for another week of Footballist, Footballist 2020. This is our second attempt at this intro. The first one I'm absolutely foobarred up, so we're uh, having another crack at it. Hopefully it's a little bit better. But hey, mate, um, another week off the tools, and I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get that itch where I want some footy. And there's just nothing to satisfy and stop this itch. How, how are you feeling at the moment? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I'm not getting an itch like you, but perhaps I'm concerned. Do you do you need a doctor? I don't need a doctor. I've got a cream for it. Um, but it, uh, it's just look, you know, it's just tough at the moment. Like there's a when you put it on the on the the list of everything that's going wrong at the moment with this whole coronavirus thing. Is people out of work? Uh, industries have come to a complete shutdown. It's you just need some sort of release, um, and football was usually that release. Uh, every Saturday, you could go and just scream your lungs out and get it out of your system, and we can't even do that at the moment. I have to go back two I... years ago and watch the finals and get excited about that. That's it. I don't have much. <laughs> I don't really have much at all. So I've got to go back and watch when the D's beat Geelong, the D's beat the Hawks. Um, oh, what happened? Oh, but D's got over Fremantle the other week. Exciting times, but there's not much. There's not why, much there. Oh. Why are you stopping there, Peps? Why aren't you talking about the D's versus West Coast game? Oh, um, from when? Two thousand. Sweet with that sour. Oh yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, just I'm... because you've had black, it does mean that you can go back. Peps, without sweet and sour, there'd be no Chinese restaurants all around Australia. Ah, uh, look, Jimmy Wong's in Footscray. I don't think he sold sweet and sour. Um, but if he did, good on him. Jimmy Wong's, hands up. Actually, no one can see me do that hands up anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, no. you're right. You've got, to, you've got to take the good with the bad. And I've had a lot of sour over the years. Port Adelaide have had a lot of sour over the last few years as well too. But apparently you were premiership contenders this year, so I really feel sorry for you. <laughs> We won the premiership. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yes, because you finished on top of the ladder. Yeah, that's we exactly. We finished top of the ladder. Now, you know it's a what, league table. You know what? You know what did get me excited though. I um, the funny thing is, I don't know if anyone the view, viewers out there you're on Facebook having a bit of a scroll through, and the, the odd videos pop up, and they showed the um, the shotgun Sunday, I think it's called, in the EPL from I think it was 2012-13, where no, Manchester United had virtually won the title. And 13 minutes later or something on those lines, Manchester City scored two goals to win three to them and take it off them. Because all the games start at the same time. So what they did, they had both games running at the same time. Virtually what was happening in one was... It was just... I'm not a massive EPL follower. Um, no. But it was just exciting just to watch how, how it all occurs. And you, you just wish the AFL would do something along where they start all nine games at the same time on the last round. And whatever happens, happens just to get into that finals. That would be awesome if we did that, but um, we can't even Peps, get nine, yes, nine games yes, full stop. Yes or no. Yeah. Yes or no. Um, does the EPL have – now, I don't know if you know this answer, so I um, I apologise. Yep. Does the, does the EPL have a flex 
fixture on the last couple of weeks of the no, season. Their, their, their fixture is pretty much locked in. And I think every team plays each other twice. Once at home, so once away. Last game, Perfect. So it just, it just happened to be that last Sunday, it yep. just happened to be those two teams playing at the same they time. Were, well, all teams, the last round of games, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. games start at the same time. Oh, right. Okay. So the whole way of being able to rig games or whatever, you couldn't yep. virtually do it. especially, And that's the whole purpose. It got down to the last game. And because one game had more injury time than the other, it went for just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was epic. If you can get a chance to see it, viewers, I know this is a, an AFL podcast, but you've got to give credit where credit's due. It's an absolutely cracking piece of footage. Just have a bit, just look it up. And um, if you are an EPL follower, well, have I got something for you uh, and all our listeners. I've got a bit of a surprise announcement today about some interactivity that you can do with us any week, any time. You son of a bitch. You're cheating on me, aren't you? Pardon? You've got yourself. You've got yourself a new podcast called Bladders In. Mm. You're the Bladder In podcast. Bladder In podcast. No, 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 no. We've always been wanting a little bit more interactivity with our listeners, um, and it's not just interactivity from a text, a typing perspective. We want to hear their voices. So if you head over to our where our podcast is hosted, or if you go through your phone um, and get onto the the Anchor app, we, we're hosted with Anchor. There's some functionality now where you can leave voicemail messages for us. You push a button and you can leave a voicemail message and it gets delivered to us and we can listen to it and answer your questions. We can even play it on the podcast. So can we give it a crack. chat going, Peps? Can we get live chat going? What do you mean? With like people an- with, with, our, with, our anchor, with our anchor subscription. Uh, with, like people dialing in, you mean? No, sorry. When I say live chat, I mean just chat a, a chat box. Listen to us yeah, live and have a chat box Yeah, we can do that. Going. We can have a chat box going. We can get lots of things going. We can do live calls. If people wanted to call in in the past, whoa, because whoa, whoa. the podcast has already been recorded, but if we wanted people to call in, we could get them to call in. <laughs> We've got yeah, the technology. Anyway. We've the, the, we have the technology. We can rebuild You're, this podcast. You've gone ISO crazy. I've gone ISO crazy. Yes, we can. I've got. I organise a lot of things over the over the uh, preseason, where we can. Yeah, they call the mobile number and they can. We can interview them and have a chat to them on the airwaves. So if you want to chat with us on the airwaves, leave us a message and we'll organise it for next week. You know or you don't. want to talk to us because you love your footy lace out and you or love don't. your hosts lace out. Even more. Definitely one. Definitely one. Definitely one. All right. Um, we have skipped over one of the biggest uh, biggest uh, Australian holidays. Yes. Easter. The one we all look forward to. Easter. Easter. Is that the one? As my as my as my oh as as my Jewish friend who doesn't celebrate it says you've got to thank us for Easter. So thank us for the four days. But he doesn't celebrate it. So does I he know, go to he work? That, no, he doesn't. Why would you? Does he take his it's double time and a half? It's un, no. Oh. It's un Australian. Oh. Well, unless you were George Kalambaris, you you just wouldn't get paid at all. Um <laughs> So how was your Easter? My Easter was fantastic, a little bit lonely. I must admit, got a, you know what a funny thing is? Is that I've just noticed a lot of people are walking. Have you noticed the amount of people now that are actually getting, getting off their butts and going for walks? Oh, yeah. The people walking around my streets it is absolutely amazing. Isn't it brilliant? Yoga pants everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. <laughs> I love yoga pants. But um, being out for walks left, right, and center. When, lo- when, when you uh, come across someone walking the opposite way on the, on the same side of the footpath, what do you do? I go to the left. 
you don't cross the road. You just stay on the on the path. No, I go, I go, I go to the left, to the left. Okay. If anyone's coronavirus, just move to the left. The song says it. I because I because I run a lot. I actually find myself crossing the roads and avoiding people because of the fear mongering amongst the news mm. websites saying that runners are going to give everyone coronavirus. So yep. I find myself crossing the road to be mindful of those people. So if we did an aerial sort of view, mm-hmm. you look like Frogger. <laughs> so you're in, so Frogger Wallace is back on the airwaves this week. It would be <laughs> going back and forth bowl, across the road. Bowl, bowl, um, bowl, no, I just bowl. moved to the side of the road, but it's brilliant just getting out. We went for walks, still did the Easter egg hunt. In, ha- and in hazard suits out in the front yard. It's fantastic. That was good. Just um, shame. And your PPE. But what? All right, kids, grab your, all right, kids, grab your PPE. We're going to go out for a walk. PPE? Personal protective equipment. You work, for, you work for a company that knows about this stuff. I'm contracted to them. You are, you are an embarrassment right now. You are embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing your company. I've embarrassed myself for many years and you know that. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's been great. So Easter was really good. Hux, how was his uh, second Easter? His second Easter, he was he was good. He's addicted to chocolate. And um, let's not talk about him, though. Was I uh, got a beer Christmas advent uh, slab over Christmas. Yeah. You ever heard of him before? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Audi, Audi does 24, 24 beers for 24 days of Christmas, that, like an advent calendar. Yep. I started on that on over Easter. Yep. I'm up to day six, and I'm only having sort of one beer a day, or maybe two beers a day. And today, I've had a, I've had a good mix. I've had a, a couple of Germans and a couple of New Zealanders. Uh, had a Fiji beer. Ooh, and today, I'm on. I'm back on the uh, Krombacher, and what? it's the Weizen, the Weizen beer, so the wheat beer, the cloudy wheat beer. So it's like the LD not... version of uh, Hogarden. Well, I think so. I like I a good wheat so. beer. I... I like a good wheat beer. Uh, Listeners, do you like a good wheat beer? Leave a message on our Facebook page, or you can just leave a voicemail through the new voicemail technology. Push that promotion. I'm just pumping it out. No, nah, Easter we was get, great. Easter get, was great. You know, you spent a bit of time. It's funny enough, the, the voicemail messages, the FaceTimes, everything. You know, we're sort of getting used to it now. Homeschooling started I'm today. Mo- I mowed on Sunday. You mowed? Animal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't mowed for a while. My grass hasn't been growing. Hasn't it? Yeah, it's just a bit dormant. I've, see, I've got this grass, right? That's just, it's literally about 15 different types of hybrids, right? Yep. And there's not a season that doesn't grow. Uh, mine's dead. Sort of going into uh, winterish, the Sawalta buffalo is starting to just hibernate. And the cacao, okay. or the cacao, a little bit the same as well, too. So I don't have to mow it all that often. It used to be usually once a week when it's summer. Now there's not as much sun. It doesn't, you know, it's not as lush. I don't have to do it every couple of weeks, but it's good. But you know what? A bit like the footy at the moment. It's it's there, but it's really just, it's not there. It's, it's not, not there. there. It's, it's not there. I'm just trying to you know, have a segue into the football side of things. But it doesn't stop the news, Peps. It never stops the news. It never stops the news. And you know what about the news? Once again, if I have to, I missed the first half of the Modern Family finale tonight because Channel 9 had another one of their coronavirus specials. Can I ask a question? When does a special not become a special? If it's on every night, is it still a special? It's like those, it's this... like those, it's like those, you know, when you go past the industrial businesses and there's always that one that has that sale flag out the front of the business, but the bottom is all rotted. The color has faded completely because it's out there all the time. 
pets. I see this all the time when someone just goes themselves on Facebook. They go, oh, I'll just give myself a treat tonight. Yet I've seen that same post seven times this week. It's not a treat anymore, my friend. No, it's not. That's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's called a diet. Um, I have been buying a lot more stuff, though. I will say that. I have been buying a lot more things over the... Um, I've, I don't know about you, mate, but I've been, yeah, I've been buying golf launch monitors. Um, Jesus Christ. What's sort of... launch monitor. What's, what's happened to you? A, a, a golf net, a chipping mat, a chipping net, um, little other bits and what's, pieces as well. What's so you're just basically setting yourself up inside now? Yeah, my garage will be a driving range, and I'll be I'll be able to measure my um my, my distances off my irons. Are you? You should do. You should have some YouTube channels going. I could, but it'd be the you, you wouldn't want to take any of my tips. Well, but I might. I might do it. I might should do a video on. Setting up an indoor, setting up an indoor range in the garage, could do that. You could. Uh, um, There's a lot out there, you, but none are as good as golf, mine. You and the golf house could um could could get in cahoots. Oh well, I've, I is could, it the golf house? Dog house? No golf house. House of golf. What? Drum and golf. golf. There we go. Drum and golf. No, no, Big no, no, fan no. of golf box in WA. They do some good stuff too. Listeners, get over. No, no. You 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 use the one near um near Tullamarine there. What's that one called? The golf club. Just sort of off the. Uh, the golf no, club? No, just, just, no, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a shop, and it's just sort of off the uh, oh, freeway. Oh, uh, Boyle's Golf. They do some good little tipping videos as yeah. well, too. Yeah. Oh, we might yeah. be able to hook something up. You never know. All right. Let's go All right, let's get into the footy. It's only taken us 13 and a half minutes to get to this point. Um, where do you want to start? Because you wrote some notes down, and I'm keen to see your track on things. Where do you want to go, big man? Okay. So let's, let's, start, with, um, let's start with the news that sort of came out this week was around what do we do with the VFL? So Craig Jennings, who has spent some time with North Essendon Western Bulldogs and currently with North Melbourne in the VFL system and AFL system, believes that the comp is irrelevant and will not be necessary beyond 2020. Um, due to the costings and how basically that uh, the game is becoming, AFL is one level, VFL is another level, and they're basically no longer aligned like they once were. If we look at a very recent example, North, uh, the Northern Blues are gone. That Carlton partnership is gone. That's mm -hmm. been split. Yep. And then you've got a bunch of standalone clubs like Melbourne, Williamstown, Frankston. Um, oh, Port Melbourne, sorry. Port who, Melbourne. You want to introduce, yeah, Port Melbourne, yep. Sorry, yeah, Port yep. Melbourne. Yep. Who, uh, did I, say, I say Melbourne, did I? I sorry, Melbourne. Port Melbourne. Yep. Could, could collapse under this uh, with no fans coming in to watch them, no gate tickets, no beer sales, no food sales. Um, these standalone clubs that are currently there could collapse. So we may have a very, very small VFL um, system in, the 20, in, in 2021. Does it have relevance anymore, Pips? Does VFL have any relevance on AFL anymore? I think the... Problem with the VF the VFL is exactly I think it's the name. And bear with me. When we think when we think of the VFL, it was the twelve mel it was the twelve teams, twelve Victorian teams or the eleven Victorian teams, and then the Sydney Swans. That was the VFL. Then it obviously transposed into the AFL. When they then brought them in, a lot of those smaller um, outside clubs that were part of the original VFA then disappeared. Your Frankston's disappeared. Your Preston's disappeared. Um, or they were brought into brought into the fold by the club. So the Northern Bull obviously being Preston were brought in. 
Box Hill, Box Hill were then brought in as the um, as, as Hawthorne's affiliate. Uh, Werribee was still there. Uh, Williamstown was still there, but it lost its you know it lost its original feel. If it makes it. Also, you've got to remember the VFA used to play sixteen aside, not eighteen aside. So there was a difference in the way that they played their football as well. So when it all sort of merged into one, it, it, it lost its it lost its feel. And now that the with what's happened with this whole coronavirus thing, um, it's going to make it massively tough because clubs are going to go well. You know, it's not just the VFL. Or, you know, what's going to go with the women's league? You have to have a look at that as well. I look. I'm. I'm I don't think it'll go because I'd be quite surprised. But I wouldn't. I'd be quite surprised if it disappeared. But I don't think it's going to run it the way that it will. I would love it to sort of pull itself away from the VF or the AFL teams and, and go back to their own comp. I just don't think you're going to see that anymore. And so I'd be really disappointed because I remember. I remember um, a guy that I used to play with down at East Keeler, Gary Sheldon. He won a, a Liston medal. He also played in the 1989 Coburg Premiership team. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to that game. It was at Windy Hill. And that was one of the best experiences I can remember from a football side of things. And because it wasn't... Did, did, did I know the players? Couldn't care less. But it was a different type of football. It was that it was that little bit. It was more professional than your local leagues. Yeah. But then it was just underneath that VFL, so it was a, it was a completely different experience. What killed it though was that when they when they first got rid of the um, the VFL per se or the, or the reserves competition and the under 19s all these gun kids and all these gun players dropped back into the local leagues, pushed player you know payer play, payments went completely through the roof. And so it was almost that the the local leagues took over from what it was originally designed to do. Yeah. And then when you see clubs going out on their own, well, then you got clubs sitting there going, well, what do we do? If you're the Northern Bull Ants per se, who have been around for goodness knows how many years, Preston and then going into Northern Bull Ants and then completely, completely change, what do you do? You're in no man's land. You're going to have to fold. Yeah, and, and look, it's it's really it's really disappointing. It's really disappointing. Like I said, I would be surprised well, that, if it complete because that's it's got a it's got a huge history, a long, long history, and well, it's a shame. It's got a, ha- it's got a half history. What do you mean a half history? You've got well, you've got you've got the you've got the VFA and the VFL, which really only started back in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. So you've only really got what's that 20, 30, 30 years of history. No, I'm talking before. I'm talking before the. the you're, v- you're going back to VFL. I'm going back to VFA history, mate. I'm talking about yeah. the VFA side of things. Don't worry about the VFL bit. Well, because let me ask you this, then, yeah. Peps. Let me ask you this. I just had a quick look through the list of medal winners just in the last twenty years. Yep. I can count about five or six who have made it onto AFL lists of the winners of the medals. Yeah. So really, out of all those twenty years, what's the relevance? These are the, what's the relevance of these players actually making to the AFL? A hell of a lot. And, and, and are the and, best players and, making right, to let, the list? Let me, let me just can I can I roll off some roll off some players? Mm-hmm. All right, Gary Ablett Senior. That's VFA. 
Wise, just hear my theory. Okay. So, Gary Ablett Sr., Robert Flower, mm-hmm. Bob Skilton, mm-hmm. Tony Lockett. We can probably take Tony out if you see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pick a couple more. Nathan Buckley. Now, none of those guys won a premiership. But would you say that they were not good players? Because they never played in the flag? Where Marlon Pickett has? What's the purpose of the VFL for AFL clubs? It, it's got to be... It's, it's, it should be twofold. And this is where, it's, this is where the, the waters have muddied. Because it used to be a bit of a feeding ground for players to get drafted. Okay, but now what's happened is is that if you have a look at those lists, you go and watch a VFA game or a VFL game, you've got yeah. 22 and they have a 23rd man, I think it's called, or a 19th man, I can't Yeah. Half, the, half to three quarters of the team now are people on that VFL, VF, sorry, the VF, the AFL list. So the whole purpose of it where it was more of a breeding ground to get people in doesn't make much yeah. sense because basically it's your team. Yeah. Now, when you said from a, a listed medal perspective, look, I, I agree with you. But there have been some fantastic players that have come out of the VFA that would never have got a, a chance again. And I'll put this, a perfect example is, uh, if you haven't already had a listen to it, I had a chance to sit, sit down and have a, a conversation with Sean Smith last week. Now, we know he played at Melbourne, took arguably the mark of the century. Uh, played at North Melbourne as well too. And he goes into all these concussions and the, the state of the game and the skills of the game and a number of other things. What people may or may not know is that he finished up at North Melbourne in 1990, I think it was three. Could be wrong. Played at Werribee. Came third yeah. in the list of medal. Kicked 51 goals, mm-hmm. got picked up by Melbourne that next year. What was the year for that, though? 95. 94, 95. 95. And that was his first year at Melbourne, and then he had a gun season after that, and then played, I think, four or five years at Melbourne, and then you know, injuries took his toll. But the point I'm trying to make is that he went back to a, a system which was outside, and he could flourish again. And he was given that opportunity. And, and look, he, there, are, there are a number of... Look, I'll put it this way. Um, Bailey Fritchie plays for Melbourne. He came through the VFL system. Chanan is another one who's come through that VFL system. Marlon Pickett has come through um, from over in the Waffle. So basically, if you're saying close the VFL, what would you say? The Waffle's no good? Are you saying that the Sandville needs to shut? Do you have to say that the Northern Territory League, the Quaffle, the New South Wales football, do we shut them all down? Well, they're in a different position. What position is that? Because they're well, they're they're not aligned to AFL clubs such as the Melbourne, such as the VFL. Okay, the structures are different. All right. So, do we need to look at maybe a restructuring where clubs are just have no association whatsoever? Potentially, I know that um, Port Adelaide had done that with the Magpies in the Sandful. Yeah. Um. So we had our players playing all over different clubs, Woodville and all that sorts of different clubs. Um. And we fought hard to get that association. But what I'm talking about going forward in 2020, now let's go back to when you're talking about Sean Smith. That happened 15 years ago when the VFL was just a notch below the AFL level. Yeah. Now it almost seems like the VFL is created because 
the next level below that is the VAFA. You're almost saying it's to... you're almost saying it's like AFL light, isn't it? Well, it it just it's it's just not the same. And every player who talks about coming into the into the AFL system always says that it is literally like it's it's if VFL is is a is a one, AFL is a ten. Yeah, this everything is different about it. The speed, the skills, the structures, everything is different. Yeah. So what I'm saying is. Going forward, can clubs afford to carry a competition that may not be necessary that helps them improve? I think I think the issue is what you've just said in should clubs be aligned? Now, if they weren't aligned, I'd be I'd be for it wholeheartedly. Because it is an alternative. That's what it used to be. Remember when the players used to go down to Williamstown or go to Werribee or go to whichever club and yep. go and play for them? Yep. I agree with that. But this whole alignment thing has has really muddied the waters. And I do look at clubs who are standalone. You you know, you gotta have a look at what Port Melbourne did a couple of years ago, where they won a they won a VFL premiership as a standalone club. Yep. That's that's massive. If you consider you're playing against clubs that have got you know, huge bank balances, you know, facilities you could only dream of, and they're a club down in, in Port Melbourne, maybe the borough, who are able to do something yep. that that is, they're the ones that I, I really feel it for. Like that one there, Williamstown, Werribee. Frankston is who I feel it for because they're literally... Frank Frankston, yep. Nothing. Yeah, they have. Like Port Melbourne are bankrolled by some big, big, by big corporate dollars. Frankston so much? Mm, not really. No, they don't. You know, you, Frankston you, is sort of like the Gold Coast Suns of the, of the VFL. You could go, who? Well, Frankston, Frankston won, they're, they're, made finals. They've at least made that, finals. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. But I mean, it's no Port Melbourne. Like Port Melbourne has just got, you know, Port Melbourne is almost like the Arsenal. Yeah. You know, it's it's the big club that everyone goes to. When the players don't quite make AFL level, yeah. they go to Port Melbourne. Yeah. Or they go to a Willie. But you, you got to look at it. The, the, the VFA has been around since um, 1877. A week after the Sandfall was formed in Adelaide. Yeah, that's just, that's that's a long time ago that we're just prepared to go. Oh, you know what? We can't afford it. And I keep saying it. This two, is that the AFL should be focusing. Though. It should be. It should be separated. It should be separated because if you're and this is this is the danger now that the AFL is setting themselves up for when it comes to the football side of things. If you are a gun local player. Mm-hmm. Where do you what where do you go to? What's the next yep. challenge above that? Well, unless you're Vafra aligned or something like that, then But all right, but even if you're Vafra aligned, you're if you're if you're at the top of the food chain from at a Vafra perspective. Yeah. And you're dominating. Where's your where's your opportunity after that? Well, that's when you have to get picked up by those VFL clubs almost. Mate, like you're 23, 24, they don't pick those players up anymore. And if they do, it's once in a blue moon. Yeah. So where do you go? And and they're the ones who are going to get hurt. They're the ones who are going to get stung. A, a Marlon Pickett wouldn't get a Guernsey again. I think mm. Dane Zorko, he got picked up from the Quaffle. I think he was 23, 24 when he got picked up. Yeah, I can't remember Dane Zorko's history. But he was yeah. a, he was a, he was an older player. Mm. So th- the chances of you seeing these things happen are going to be very, very minuscule. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've milked enough out of that. What do you I, think? I I think 
we, we may have milked it. Look, there's a lot of play. Look, let's go through some of these clubs. Okay, Port Melbourne, we know, Williamstown. Sandringham, go, uh, gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone, aren't they? Sandringham, yeah. They used to no, be, no, no, they used no, to be no. assigned, uh, 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 with um, St Kilda. Footscray, yeah. Geelong, Coburg. They they were still going. Springvale, which was now Casey. Preston, Northern Balance. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? Remember Oakley? Oakley used to wear the, the blue, the blue, the pale blue and dark blue yeah. jump. Yep. Paran, Northcote, yeah. Dandenong, North Ballarat, you know, yeah. Yarraville, you know, Brighton, Waverley. Yeah. We're talking about some, you know, a lot of history there. A lot of history yeah. that's just going to get flushed and forgotten. It's not right. It it is not right, but yeah. does it does it? But is that the way that the as I would say the cookie crumbles? Is that the way well, of the future well, these go, days? Well, let's go back to the original headline. Yep. Is the comp irrelevant beyond twenty twenty because of the hole that AFO clubs will find themselves in by the end of this year? Yeah, I think it's irrelevant if it continues the way it is. Okay. I just don't think I just don't. I think it's irrelevant. It's going to be relevant to the standalones, but irrelevant to the to the AFL clubs. They're, they're, all they want to do is win the AFL side of things. They don't care about the VFL. That's just a feeder comp for them. That's where, so, you know, hey, listen, when, this is how much um, seriousness they put on it. A number of years ago, when Hawthorne played in their grand final, do you remember they took Cyril Rioli off at halftime in the yeah. VFL grand final so he could play the week after? In the AFL, yeah. What does that say? What what does that go to show how much importance they put on it at the fact that they would give somebody a chance not to play in a grand final because they wanted to give someone a run around for half a game? That's yeah. When you look at it from that perspective, they don't. They don't. No. Yeah, and and the scheduling sucks. Like you know, one hand of me says. I'd love for the AFL and the VFL to play the grand finals on the same day. Um, but on the other hand, you know, you wouldn't get stories. Well, not so much Cyril, but stories like the Marlin pickets and the whatnot. Uh, you still so, would. You still would. Uh, if you go back old school days and you can speak to people, you know, you know them, you I know back them. To back. Pardon? You couldn't go back to back, like play a game for two hours, finish by... Um, Finish by one o'clock, and then you then you're playing again by two fifteen on, on a grand final day. Look, you've lived a lot of years, mate. They used to play the under nineteens, then the reserves, and then the seniors all on the one day. Oh, absolutely, I, I, I am. I, well, you, now you, you say you can't do that, but here's the thing: they play this, you know, up and comers game before it anyway. <laughs> now you and I are saying the same thing. I want that. I want it. I want. I, I want to watch three games of football on grand final day. You know the NRL, they're a complete bunch of Muppets up there. Couldn't organise a kick in a street fight. Yet they do it perfectly. They have their under the under nineteens or whatever, the under twenty ones, they have their reserves comp, and then they have the senior game all on the one day still. Yeah. You know what? We get meatloaf. That's what we got. We get dance monkey. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, VFA, sorry to say, I think it's gone and it's going to be a travesty. And you know VFL, what? The people, know. the people at Marvel Stadium wouldn't give two shits. Yeah. 
I'll come I, out I with a restructure. Yeah, unless it gets restructured. All right, let's talk about something. Give new. me something Hang else. On. Give me something special. Let me, let me just quickly just grab this and get the pen and just wipe it through. Oh, that's been marked off the off the board, off the, off, off right. the notepad. Next one, Peps. Yes. I want to talk to you about Fox Footy did a competition over the last week about the best football games ever. Ooh, so they yes. Had a they had a top 50. Yes. And what I want to do is I want, I want to start at five and move up to one for you. Is that okay? And I'll, I'll I would love to. We're, we're like we're like peas and carrots, my friend. I was thinking exactly this this, uh, this afternoon as I was putting the show notes in my mind together. Brilliant. All right. So coming to number five is the 2005 Grand Final, Sydney and West Coast, which is the infamous Leo Barry. Leo Barry, you star. Number four. So that was a, that was about a one or two point margin that one there. Number four was the 2016 Western Bulldogs versus Sydney Grand Final, oh. where the Western Bulldogs broke their hoodoo after Boydy. sixty years or whatever it was. Boydy from fullback. That's how far he kicked it. It's just getting longer and longer that kick. Uh, number three Boydy. was the 1989 Grand Final. Yeah, uh, the Hawks and Geelong. Probably before my time, but maybe your time. Oh, I've got it on. Look, I'll put it in how highly regarded that game is for myself. Oh, is that, that the I, one where Dermy got cleaned up in the center? Yeah. He yep. broke a couple of ribs and apparently lacerated one of his kidneys. I Ooh, bought okay. that game. I own that game on it. DVD. Wow, okay. That you, have, you, have you seen that game from start to finish? No, I've only seen the Dermy stuff. Okay. It's basically cross-country boxing with goalposts at each end. Okay. It was number. Oh, dude! And no, if you ever want to watch, if you ever want to watch a game where a person just destroys anything, anyone, and everything in his path, talking about G. Ablett kicking nine. Oh, it, that's it, that one. Is that, it? It's that one. That the, it, kick, oh, nine and, kick nine and lost. Kick nine and lost. It is some right. of the stuff he did that day. Just watch it, viewers, listeners. I mean, right. watch it. <laughs> Number two, the 2016 prelim, GWS and Western Bulldogs. That was a twilight oh. game, and it was less than a kick. Oh, look. that was a oh. that was that was that was better than the week after, mate. You know that that you know you're watching a cracker of a game when your wife is cheering at the TV at the same time. And in the 24 years I've known my wife. I reckon that's happened twice. Once on that game and once when Essendon beat Melbourne in the grand final. <laughs> but outside, that is, that is just a belter of a game from start to finish. From start to finish, that game was just extraordinary for a number of reasons. The biggest crowd ever, I think, at, at, at GWS Stadium. It was packed. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere was, it, it was electric. It, and it's just a great game of finals. Finals football, and you're right. A lot of the you have a look at this list. How many prelims are on it? Yeah. All that, right. The hardest game of the year they reckon to win is the prelim. Number one. Yep. The 2018 grand final between Collingwood and West Coast. I'm now going to just shut up for a little bit because I know you've got some thoughts, and I can see you sitting there. You almost can't contain yourself. What What are your thoughts on that top five? I reckon they've got. It, I reckon they've got it. I reckon they've got it right, except for one. What's that one? The top one. 
okay. I reckon I don't. I don't. The top one is the one I don't agree with. To win, to win, haven't haven't led all day except yep. for the final two minutes. Yep, and we're down thirty six points in the first quarter. Yep, and big call, big call. Yep, and that was a pretty, it was a pretty exciting game. If it, I'll put it this way, if it wasn't a grand final, will it still be a pretty exciting game? Yeah, you reckon? Yep, Dom Sheed, come on. Oh look, you got to give the guy a guy high five for what he did, but. Collingwood choked that day. They choked, mate. They were. I had an opportunity to be six goals up, six plus goals up, mm-hmm. and they choked. Watch that last. Yep. Watch that last quarter of that game. Oh yeah. They yep. they the sphincters tightened up to rusty sheriff's badges. And yep, West Coast just awesome. ran over the top. West Coast ran over the top of them. That's what happened. Yeah, now, how many times have we seen that though? Out. How many times have we seen that though? When you're six mm. to seven goals down first quarter, first half, yeah, but it's a grand final. Anything can happen. I don't think I just don't think if you if, if you put those 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 games against the caliber of those four underneath, the only thing that gets that one across the line is that Dom Sheed goal. The GWS, that was close all day. That was all day. Yeah, that was swinging both left and right. Hawthorne yep. Geelong. Hawthorne did get away to a big lead. I think it was almost 30 points. Something around about that at three-quarter time. But they that football, you've got to understand, that was a massively hot day. They were punching the crap out of each other that day. So regardless mm-hmm. of what the scoreline was, that was just free-flowing, just brutal. It's, it's a brutal game. The one underneath that, which is the Western, uh, the Grand Final Western Bulldog Sydney. This is the one I, I have umbrance with. Yeah, see, I don't, because I it Sydney were going in as rocket favourites for that. The yep. Bulldogs played themselves out of their skin, but that was a good game from start to finish as well. If you watch that game, it's actually a really good game from start to finish. And the last one, that Sydney West Coast Final, although that pairing of finals, the two thousand five two thousand six Grand Finals. 2005, 2006? Yeah. Mate, best pair of grand finals in my eyes that I can remember ever. Mm-hmm. Because they were they were just... They went for a couple of years where it was just, you know, single point margins for goodness knows how many games straight. And that was... That, that was, you know, the, the, the magic of what happened with... The magic of... Um, Hawthorne against just the they would not give in the magic of West Coast versus the will not give in of Sydney and it happened again the next year. That's the one I would put up a little bit higher. See the other one, the, the one. other one which I think is ranked a little bit low, and it once again it is another grand final. It's at fourteen. It's the Hawthorne Geelong grand final where Geelong lost one game for the year and Hawthorne kicked all those points. Yeah. To win it, the Stewie Jew cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Belter. I love it. I just love it. I love that game. And I don't like Hawthorne. I don't like Geelong. Um, See, this is, this is where it's got me. This is the game that should have been probably won for me. And it's the 1979 grand final between Carlton Collingwood with Wayne Harms. But are you only going because of one moment in the grand final? No, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the whole game. I mean, if you talk about comebacks... This is this is this is greater than the Collingwood West Coast comeback. 
and that game was down to minutes and Wayne Harms knocked the ball out of the hands of a spectator on the sideline. What do you mean? He was getting his third beer from the snack bar when he hit that. <laughs> what I'm saying is how does that game not make the top five when it's the game that we'll always replay and always debate about for the next hundred years of, 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 of AFL football? Yeah, no, I don't agree. You're talking about the 1979 grand final. I'm talking about the 1979 grand final. Carlton led at halftime, three-quarter time in the final. They didn't come back. I think you've mixed that one up with the Teddy Hopkins, Hopkins Teddy's Hopkins kicks to come oh, back. Oh, have I? Yeah, I think you've got that one mixed up because I'm thinking, oh, no, they didn't come back. They virtually that led that one all day. Was it? They were down by 10 points at quarter time and they've come back to win Win by – they won by seven in the end. They won by five in the end. So, I thought I thought they'd come back. Uh, that's my mistake. Uh, but, that, but, but that's the thing is that – I could look at this list and everybody could go, look, here's another cracking game. The St. Kilda-Geelong game from 2009 where both teams went into it at 13 wins apiece. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see that. That's just an anomaly that you, you won't see again. These are, yeah. You know, the, the, the one game that I cannot believe that's not on here is, and if you want to talk about thrilling games... I'm being a bit biased here. It's the 1988 elimination final, Melbourne versus West Coast. Yeah. Melbourne hit the front with about oh, it's less than a minute to go. West Coast get it out. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And Murray Renstead runs into an open goal, sprays it, kicks a point. Melbourne win by, about, I think it was three points at that stage. Well, that was, uh... that was, and I was at that game. It was massive. It was on the weekend. But there's, there's lots of cracking games. Um, there's another prelim, the prelim Hawthorne-Geelong. Is it nine? Yeah. Loudest, yeah. loudest, set, loudest noise I've ever heard at a game. To the point, I couldn't hear yeah. the siren go off. That's how loud it was. It was massive. Um, I would even go as far to say the... With the drawn grand final, the 2010... Oh, that came in at six. Yeah, I'd give that. Yeah. I'd give that. Just having a look through the list. I'm looking at the lower stuff because we, we focused a bit on the, on the high side of things. Um, yeah. The 1986 elimination final, Fitzroy and Essendon was a corker. I can remember there's always that footage of big Mick Con, uh, Mickey Conlon running into oh, an open goal. Yeah. I don't know why I was getting confused. Sorry. I got confused because Carlton were behind with two minutes to go and the Carlton Collingwood 1979 grand final. So, oh, they were behind That's by two minutes. Memories. That's all right. They were behind with two minutes to go. Mate, you, you can look at all, a, I knew there was something right. big on that. Hey, look, you can look at a lot of these games and you would find something. What about the 2004 prelim final, Port versus St Kilda? Yeah, or the or the one where Port versus Hawthorne. Oh, uh, the, the, the first Twilight grand, the first Twilight prelim ever. Yeah. The, the, was that no? That was Adelaide. Is that Port Adelaide or Adelaide Geelong? No, Port, no. Port versus Hawthorne at the MCG in 2014, where we kicked like uh, seven or eight points in the first quarter, and we only lost by four in the end. I know it's, it's a crack. Look, there's, there's a cracking list here. It's a cracking list, and if and I just if, think that I, I think that the list is pretty good, except for I would take out the Western Bulldog Sydney one. Yeah. Um, and I'd replace that with probably 1979 grand uh, grand final. Yeah, because I thought that was. And you a know, I I would I would almost take out that 
I would almost take out the 2018, drop it to six, and just move everything up one. I'd, I'd be happy yeah. to go with that. That 2006 grand final, Sydney versus West Coast, is a belter as well. Yep. Yep. I don't know if they've got it here. Back-to-back grand finals are great. Pardon? Back-to-back, those grand finals are fantastic. Oh, I'd say 2006. But the other one, which is not on here, which I can't see, the Sydney versus Hawthorne 2012, Nick Malcheski. Oh, yes. They could just, like, that's, they're, they're the games you remember. I, yep. I am a little bit surprised that the 2000 Melbourne versus Essendon grand final did not make this list. Or the 2018 prelim Melbourne versus West Coast didn't make the list either. I'm very surprised by those omissions. I'm pretty sure West Coast would have had that the whole year, grand the whole final season in that in that list top five. And the and the other one I do see missing off here. Mm. 2004. Uh, no, sorry, 2007 AFL grand oh. final. A uh, Port versus. Geelong, I think it was. It happens not to be on the list. Oh, um, do you know what? They should have put it in there because if we're going to have sentimental crap with the Western Bulldogs and Sydney, yeah. we should put the Geelong one in for taking that, blow, blowing the lid off the town. Oh, it hasn't recovered, mate. It hasn't recovered. <laughs> no, that's a cracking list. That is an absolutely cracking list. And you know what? What I'm finding, and I, look, I've got to give, this is a bit of a shout out to all this. This is not a rant. It's more of a just a, a an appreciation. I think I might have said it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm really, really, really thankful for a lot. You know, for Fox Footy, Channel Seven. A lot of these they haven't just gone into their shell. The thing that Channel Seven are doing every week, where they're bringing just old games for teams that were playing that weekend, or that's sort of, it's it's magnificent. And the footy, you know, for Fox to be doing this sort of stuff, to still to be able to continue with what's going on with their, their coverage, you know, give them kudos. It, 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 it is tough. You know, it's it's really really tough at the moment. It's like trying to you know host a Formula One show with no cars. Mm. Trying yep. to host, hey, welcome to you know the Baker's Bouquet with Baker A and Baker B, and there's no flower. Yeah, just, to still be able to talk about the game and still be able to come up with stuff, and they're yeah they're doing an amazing job. The the media. Right, we done with that one. Yeah, we're done. Oh, if you want to shut me up. Um, I only have one more topic that I've just, uh, I just want to chuck in there. Yeah, go if for you it. Got anything, if you haven't got something. No, I, I haven't. I, I, I don't really have anything notes. at the moment. No, it's, it's no, I don't. Okay. I want one more. And this, let's keep this to a nice short one. Yep. They're looking at playing AFL games in 2020, restarting the season. And what they're talking about, Peps, is putting crowd sounds over empty stadiums. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Just, I'll, I'll let you have a, let you, let you have a little bit of a rant about this because I know you have a strong opinion. Okay. I'll put it this way. Any, any, any show that decides to put uh, crowd noise, any show that decides to put in, um, you know, Fakeness within their show. Um, anybody who decides to, you know, give themselves credit for what they've been doing, and it's not, it's not real, it's not original, it's, um, it's, it's not true or factual. Is fake, and they're kidding themselves if they think they're anything but that. And the AFL and the broadcasters, if they do that, they are more delusional than I think they are. It, 
It's okay to have canned laughter on a comedy show where you don't see the audience. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, what are they going to do? Are they going to have crowd noises, but then when they're doing a wide shot of someone running down the wing and there's no one there, how are they going to explain it? Hey, Dad, mm-hmm. question for you. Where's all the cheering coming from when there's no one in the stadium? Welcome to the AFL, son. Welcome to the AFL. It is stupid. Stupid. That's what I think about it. Um, so, basically, um, if people don't sort of know what canned laughter is, it's actually a... Uh, <laughs> it was actually used originally in the 1950 with Lucy <laughs> They would put fake laughter to the jokes of the show. Um, and, and the science behind that really is if you hear laughter, people are more likely to laugh along to the jokes and they, and they have, give the jokes a bit more punch. This one here, they're trying to um, allow us to get excited about the football um, because I think the feedback from round one was really the stark contrast of just there was no excitement. And perhaps you mentioned this back in our show last week. There was nothing to get excited about in the AFL. The games were close. I think there were four games that under under eleven points, but there was no excitement built from the empty stadiums. And Peps, I want to take you back to what you said um, round one when we spoke about this. Yes, the footy is great. Yes, the product is great, and that never changed. But the biggest thing that the AFL forget about is the crowd makes the game. The football, the umpires, the players, they have a small percentage. It is all about the crowd at the game. And I think the fake crowd will only be an insult to the football public. Oh, I don't know. Once again, another little surprise for you. I have actually got um, some, some um, audio from the round one game of the crowd. If you just... <laughs> They were some of the um, visitors to the game picked up by the ground mic on the Channel 7 on the Thursday night Carlton-Richmond game. It's an insult. If you think that we're going to... They treat us like idiots as it is. They're just taking it all... If, if this was Spinal Tap, they would be turning it all the way to 11. <laughs> but why don't you just uh, have it at 10? Because yeah. this one goes to 11. This one goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> but they're idiots. And it's just, it, it is an insult. It's an insult. But do you know what the classic is? I don't know if you heard this part of the story. What they're planning on doing is having an audio engineer person. And, and, mm. and I say person because it's not a man or a woman or they might be gender neutral. Planning on raising the canned laughter, like volume up and down. And the excitement mm. as things go on in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's all I've got, really. Because that one there, it's, it's a short, sweet one. You and I both agree on the same point. It's just pathetic. Yeah. You, you just feel like saying, just can it. Just can it. Just can just it. Just can it. Start next year. Um, because, just- you know what? You're giving us material every week to come and talk about some of the stuff that they're doing. And there's people getting... You find that the people who are getting paid the big bucks come up with the stupidest ideas? Yep. No, that's, a, that's a bad one. Well, that's that's worse than what's happening to the VFA. VFA. 
Pardon? Well, last week we spoke about Survivor AFL last week and they're still talking about the camps, but no players want to play in it. No one wants to go. What, what, you, yep. what, you want me to leave my family for goodness knows how long? Yeah. And what, um, go and stay at a compound where everybody's in the one area? Yeah. And you only need one person to get the coronavirus to infect four teams or six teams that are up mm-hmm. there potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time that they tried that was called GWS in their early days. <laughs> that worked out well for them, didn't it? Yeah. All right, so don't do it. Just, no, don't do it. Don't treat us for idiots. You know, one of, one of the things that I heard today, this is going from a local footy perspective. You know, this, this is even harder to, to swallow. There was something that I heard today that um, one of the leagues, the Essendon District Football League, one of the premier leagues here in Melbourne. Yeah, one of the know. ideas they're tossing around is a nine-week season. I did hear that. I did, I did read that, actually. A nine-week season. Yep. The other one. <laughs> they're kidding themselves. Nine weeks. Yeah. Once again, they're just... And then they'll have a final series and charge people 20 bucks to go and watch it. So yep. they make their money back, but they won't put anyone up. They won't relegate anyone down and they won't promote anyone up. That's it's not worth that's, having. It's not worth having. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't know, mate. Although I have ridiculous. enjoyed seeing the um, Essen District Football League uh, player trick shots. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've enjoyed that. Yeah. Did you see my photo last week on the Lace Out page? A massive long... Th- Thumping kick? Well, you're a typical backman. You literally were just booting it out of there because you didn't want any pressure on yourself. I did. I did have a shot. Um, were you having a kick for goal? Were I you? was having a shot for goal. Oh, Top of the square, mate. Top of the out. square. We're all good team players. Put it. I thought you were just bombing it out of the out of the back pocket, just trying to clear it. Yeah. Now nah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up another photo of what happened about 30 seconds before that, which probably shows you a true indication of my football skills. So head on to the Facebook page and have a bit of a look at that. Hey, mate, we're done, I think. Yeah, I think we're, we're done. Um, we're clocking in just under the hour mark here. I'll do a bit of trim and a bit of the fat off. Um, have, a, have a chance to listen to this Sean Smith interview, especially about the concussion side of things. Um, one of the, the – I don't want to spoil it for you, but he, um, he got concussed in a final. Uh, he was playing against mm-hmm. Melbourne and he got concussed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just the reaction of his girlfriend at the time at what happened to him, yeah, it was it was staggering. Um, yeah, it was staggering. But um, a really good listen, and um, like I said, it gives me the opportunity and you the opportunity to um, to try and get a couple more of these interviews done. So, hey, listeners, like I said, get on our Facebook page, give us some feedback. All right, we want to hear it. We've got the ability for you to call in. So if you want to call in. Drop us a message to say, we'd love to be a guest on the on the, the podcast and we'll dial you in. We'll give you the number. We'll hook you in. And wah, wah, wee, wah, you'll be part of the show. And also leave us a voice message if you've got any questions for either me or J-Dog for next week. So this is Lace Out. I'm Peps with the great J-Dog. I have to ask him the question that is on everybody's lips. J-Dog, how do you love your son and your footy and your wife? All Lace Out. <laughs> lace Out. Have a great week, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. 
If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ace out.